in the scriptures, we see a promise being given to Joshua about strength and courage being given to him. How does that promise affect our lives today? Does the Lord promise you strength and courage? How do you walk that out? Let's talk about that today on the THP Online Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to the THP Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas, your media pastor here at The Healing Place, and we are so glad to have you here with us today. I want to start off by saying thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast, whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you found us. Thank you so much for being part of our THP online community. Today's podcast is going to be a conversation between our associate pastor and our student pastor, Matt and Jaron. This is our message from Father's Day this past week. And Jaron, a brand new father, and then Matt, who's a father who's going through uh, one of those transitions where his son's going off into into adulthood. Uh, they're talking about how God gives strength and courage and what that looks like in very real and very practical ways. And I want to encourage you guys to really listen to these two guys and really um, take some notes. Take some notes about what God is speaking to you about this message. Both of these men have a lot of wisdom to give you guys. And I, I'm telling you, you may want to listen to this a couple of times just to get all the little nuggets of truth that they're about to give you. So all that being said, let's get into today's message. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. Good to have you listening to us today. Uh, we want to welcome everybody wherever you're at. We uh, are so excited that you joined us today and that we get to come to where you are and Today, we're going to jump right into it. We are going to go over last week's promise, Matthew chapter 11, verses 27, uh, 28 through 30. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that, it is just an incredible message. It's a great promise. Uh, I want to read that. It says, come to me. This is Jesus talking. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle or meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What a promise. Jaron, what a promise. Yeah. This, is a, this is a great word. Again, go back, listen to that, take a, take a look at it. But we're going to dive right into this week's promise, and that is out of Jer, uh, Joshua chapter 1. So let's turn over there. Joshua chapter 1. And the promise for this week is verse 9. And this is what Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 says. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a promise, Jaron. Yep. What, are we, what are we doing today? Well, um, we are focusing on our promise, which talks about boldness. It talks about courage. It talks about strength. And we can go ahead and start in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to be breaking down um, Joshua chapter 1 and starting to talk about the legacy between Moses and Joshua. And we find that in verse 1, and it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land of which I am given them, given to them, the children of Israel. And I think about how at one point in our life, whether we're a father, 
um, whether it's in our workplace, we're, we're going to have to be a leader at some point. There's going to be, we're at least we're either going to be a leader or we're going to see a transition in leadership. And we see this between Moses and Joshua. And when Joshua comes on the scene, he we see him in Exodus, we see him in Leviticus, we see him in Numbers, and he was with Moses step by step. Moses was teaching him. Moses was raising him up. There was a legacy, um, a, a calling on his life. And, and Moses noticed that and knew it was important. And you can even back it up into Exodus where um, Moses, he, we know the story, he leads the Israelites out of Egypt. And as he does that, he's, he's the judge and the jury out here. And it's, it's for millions of people. And Jethro, he, he comes to Moses and he says, again, kind of paraphrasing, that, that Moses, you're, you're doing way too much. You're going to burn out. You're going to have to delegate. You're going to have to have a group of people who you can pour into. And one of the biggest benefit, beneficiaries of that was Joshua. Hmm. And he started to delegate and he started to raise up leaders. And Joshua was first mentioned in Scripture in Exodus chapter 17. Um, he, he leads the uh, Israelites into army against the Amalekites. And this was the story that some of us may be familiar with where um, Moses, if he, had his, if he had his hands raised up, um, the Israelites were winning. Um, he had Aaron on one side, Hur on the other side. Mm-hmm. But Joshua was actually the one leading the Israelites into battle. He was like the first line uh, leading the charge into battle. And so from that moment forward, we can see moments that Joshua was with Moses. He was with Moses on the mountaintop when they got the Ten Commandments. And you can see how Moses was pouring into Joshua for this moment, yeah. for this moment in chapter 1. And um, it, it shows the priority that Moses put on future leadership and, and the legacy of Joshua. And um, I'm kind of going a little bit ahead of time, but just overviewing this entire book, we see a lot of victories. We see a lot of prosperity. And Joshua, he leads them into the promised land. We know that the first battle was Jericho, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the end is is not as, as happy or successful as it was with Moses in the transition of power. We see in Judges um, that there, it says in Judges chapter 8, verse 10, and I'm just going to read verse 10, that when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. So why this big contrast? Why this this big um, bad transition? Well, it was because of Joshua didn't raise up another leader. He didn't carry on the legacy that Moses had empowered to him. And um, and Joshua, he failed to do this. He, he failed. He, he put everything on himself like Moses did at first, but he never imparted that to others and, and to the next generation. Wow. And um, we can see and kind of continue on where we are in Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. God is continuing uh, to talk to Joshua, and he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of the Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward uh, the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Wow, there's a promise in that. You know, you were talking about Joshua being prepared for what God has put on him. You know, you said in those first two verses, Moses is gone. Joshua, you're the one that's taking up the reins. 
And it's cool how you pointed out that Joshua was there with Moses. You can, you can want to do something, but if you're not there, you know what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe on Facebook, I liked that, you know, or were you really there? You know, uh, man, I heard about that story. Were you there? Because I think in those times, God prepares us in verse six, God is preparing Moses. He's, he's telling him this and he starts out the first time he tells him to really do what our message says, be courageous and strong, you know, strong and courageous. And, and in verse six, he says, be strong and of good courage for, for to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance, the land, which I swore to their fathers to give to you. And that's the first time he says, be strong and courageous. And he tells him this for a purpose. You know, God just doesn't give us a promise for, for no reason. It, he, he wants us to walk that promise out, and this is the first time he tells him this, but he tells him, you're gonna, once you get this land, you're going to have to divide it up amongst your families. Mm-hmm. You know, all those who are part of uh, the, the people, who, God's people, you're going to have to divide it up. I don't know if you've ever been a part of some, uh, you know, something where it's divided up. You may have a sibling be like, hey, well, I, I thought that was mine, and I thought that was So Joshua had to step in. He told him, God said, hey, be strong and courageous because you're going to have to do this. Verse 7, he tells him again, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So there's a word right there that I want to highlight, commanded you. Yep. We don't, we don't hear that a lot, and we don't use that necessarily in our culture. That's, you know, that can be demeaning and degrading and, you know, you're not the boss of me and that kind of stuff, but we don't use that. But in these times there was a structure that was important. And when Moses was, or when Joshua was with Moses and, and God was preparing Joshua to take the reins, that was one of the things that he said. He said, he said, these are the commands that I'm giving to you. And, you know, I, I served in a, in a branch of the military and I couldn't imagine looking at my, my commander and saying, no, I don't think I want to do that. You know, and, and uh, that drill instructor would have, <laughs> Anyway, but I look at this word in verse seven, and he says uh, that that to that do all the according to the law of Mo, that Moses, my servant, commanded you. And this is the the second portion of that verse: Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. That's making good decisions. That's being generating wealth, and all those things were based off of him doing what God had said, and even through Moses, what God commanded him through Moses. So I think that's important. I think we miss some of that, but that's the second time he told him to be strong and courageous. Have you ever been in a place where you say, you know, I know I, I know the right thing to do, but it's hard to do, you know? And when we look at this book, sometimes we look at it a book, as a book of do's and don'ts. Well, there are do's and don'ts in here, but one of the things that God said to do was to obey the commands that Moses had given him. And he told him, be strong and courageous. And that implies that there's going to be a problem sometimes, or maybe it's going to be tough at sometimes, tough sometimes to do what God is saying to do. So let's continue on in verse 8, because we're about to make it to the promise for this week. This uh, Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your uh, you will make your way prosperous, and then 
you will have good success. And this is where our promise jumps in that we read at the very beginning. Have I not commanded you? Oh, there's that word again. Mm -hmm. Hasn't God commanded Joshua to be strong and of good courage and do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So he's about to go into battle, right? So we're, we're about to jump in to this battle and tell us a little bit how, about how it starts and starting in verse 10. Yeah, in, in verse 10, you know, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, uh, saying, pass through the camp and command for the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself. So for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to process. And I really want to go back and kind of highlight what you were just saying on how this promise is a little bit conditional. Mm-hmm. You know, if you meditate on my word day and night, if you obey what it does, then you will, in verse 8, it said, you'll make your way prosperous and successful. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean things are going to be great all the time. That doesn't mean things are going to be perfect. But it does mean that if if we do one thing, God is going to give us this result. And mm-hmm. if we do another thing, God is going to give us this result. And so out of that, now Joshua is commanding his officers, prepare. Well, what are they preparing for? They're about to cross over the Jordan in a few days. They're going to go to their first battle of Jericho and their first um, taking over of the promised land. And I started to think about, you know, why do we not do what's commanded of us? Mm. And and I can only look into my own life. And I think, you know, number one, which I, I'd like to say I, I don't do a lot, is prideful. You know, I'd like to think that I I don't know um, more than than what God has for me. But the second point, so pride is is one reason why we don't obey with what God's commanded us. But the second one is lack of faith, and this one, you know, is where I think a, a lot of us can struggle with. That if we really believed that God who it was who He said He was, that He was the God of angel armies, mm-hmm. that He was the God who was for us and not against us, if we really believed and what God was telling us, then we would obey him. Then we would walk wherever we would go. We would know that God is with us. And I I like how it says prepare. You know, um, some of the things that they did preparing for Jericho, in Joshua chapter 3 it says they sanctified themselves. We see, and I believe it's Joshua chapter 4 or 5, they they physically were circumcised. They were preparing for battle. And that means there were some things in their life that as they walked in the promised land, had to go. And as they they let go of those things and they cleansed themselves and they consecrated themselves, then they could walk into the fulfillment and then the fulfillment, the fulfillment of what God has for them in this promise. And so I asked myself, am I setting myself apart? Am I preparing myself for what God has for me? Am I consecrating myself and sanctifying myself? Wow. You know, he said to his officers, he commanded them. So God commanded Joshua, and then Joshua goes to his his officers. And I can just imagine them going through the camp. Can you imagine somebody coming on your coming to your house and hey, this is a servant of the Lord. Just need to tell you, man, pack for three days. We're gonna we're about to take the land. We're gonna cross over the Jordan. You know, and mm-hmm. what? And well, I hadn't really been watching the news, or <laughs> you know, I hadn't been on on social media, so I don't really know what's going on. They said, but but he commanded, he said, go through and tell everybody. And of course, these folks knew what was happening; they knew what was happening. But in verse uh, verse twelve, check this out. I, I got a question for you here after these next couple of passages because I thought about you when I read this. And and of course, the officers go in, and then he said, 
And to the Reubenites and the Gadites and half of the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke this. He said, remember, this is verse 13, and remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. You, saying, the Lord your God is given you rest and has given you this land, the land that they're in right now. Now, Joshua is speaking to them from the land that the, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and that half tribe, that is their inheritance. So they've been resting there. So now Joshua is telling them, he says, you know, you, you're here. And then verse 14, and this is what made me think about you. He said, um, your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you, talking about all the fighters, but you shall pass before your brethren armed all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest. That means until you have taken the land. And he says, as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God has given them. And then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of the Jordan towards sunrise. You know, I thought about you when I read that. And, you know, if we had, uh, again, we don't, we're taking this passage out of, out of Joshua and it's a story. And it's a great story. It's, it's historical. It happened. But if you had somebody come up to you and, you know, say a general, you know, Pastor Scott or, or, or Pastor Dallas came up and said, Jaron, all right, man, I know you got a new baby. I know you got some dogs, you know, and may, maybe, maybe you, if you're listening here, you've got, You've got things that that you love and and you're walking in your promise right now. But the Lord says to you, Jaron, he says, hey, I want you to put all that down. Let those folks stay here. Let your wife stay here. Your brand new baby stay here. Your dogs, your finances. And you go fight for somebody else's promise. What would your response be to something like that if you heard that? My probably initial response would be like, is this God? Are we sure? (laughs) Are we 100,000 percent sure? Um, that this is God, and that'd be tough. And, you know, we're not, you know, here we're talking about, you know, a spiritual battle, but here, you know, this is a physical battle. Like yeah. you said, they're putting their life on the line to fight for someone else's promise. And I ask myself, what am I willing to fight for? What am I willing to give up for the fight? Mm-hmm. And, and what I have to know is that that what God calls me out to I know just like that promise that he will be with me. So even though I'm probably definitely going to be afraid, I'm probably going to say, hey, Sierra, this is the <laughs> Lord. I'm 100,000% sure. But I know that if he's with me, I know that as I go out, just like his promise says, he will be with you wherever we are. And um, I, I'm going to move on to verses 16 and 17. So this is their response to Joshua after he after he gives this command to them. And so they answered Joshua saying, all that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And just how powerful that commitment that loyalty to one another and to the Lord is that unifying each other, that they were going to follow Joshua, not to follow Joshua, 
but because Joshua was following the Lord, and they were following the Lord um, as they followed him. And so we have to kind of, where well, where are they going? Where are they going to go? In Joshua chapter 6, they're going to go to Jericho. And as we, I'm just going to kind of turn there, and I'm not necessarily going to read the scriptures, but I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Um, this was the first battle for the promised land. There were, there were multiple battles as they were going throughout Canaan, but this was the very first one. And so what I love thinking about is that after 40 years mm. of wilderness, 40 years of being stuck mm. and, and being in the same place, here they are. They're ready to go. They're going into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, and God tells them to walk around the walls. And at first, this is really an encouraging thing, that, that Jericho was securely shut because they were afraid of Israel. They knew that, that Israel meant business, and they knew who their God was. And so God tells them to march around the city, all you men of war, around the city once, and you're going to do this for six days. And they're probably thinking, like, God, I was just in the wilderness for 40 years. Like, let's go. Let's get this show on the road. Mm-hmm. And so they, they walk around the first day. And, and nothing happens. They walk around the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth days, and nothing happens. And so after 40 years, they do another six days of faithfulness to doing what God had told them to do. And, um, and faithfulness takes time. It's not an immediate. And, and we can definitely see it here with the Israelites that it took not only 40 years, but an extra six days waiting and thinking about what would happen um, as they went into that promised land. And so uh, many of us know the story that on the seventh day, um, they gave a long blast with the ram's horn and the trumpet, and they gave a great shout. And then the wall of the city fall fell down flat, and they went in and they took over um, the promised land. And I think about in my own life, number one, you know, the walls, what walls am I putting up? in front of the Israelites. What wall am I putting up in my relationship with Christ that I need to let down? And I need it so that I can join in relationship with him. Um, but also, um, in Joshua chapter 6 and 7, you know, God dem- dem- he commands them to destroy everything mm. in Jericho. Yeah. And we see that in Achan, in Joshua chapter 7, he didn't do that. And so because of Achan, they were cursed and they were defeated the next very battle. And so there's that condition again, that if we do what God tells us to do, there will be blessing, there will be prosperity. But if we don't, like Achan, there will be defeat. Wow. Yeah, that's man. That's that's a great that's a great um, story, but also a representation of of what um, what our response our our response dictates what takes place. You know, I like to call those if then if you do this then this will take place. There's a lot of those in the, in the Bible. And as you were talking about Jericho and, you know, Joshua giving the command to the people, I, 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 again, I thought about you again and going, all right, I get to write home and tell Sierra that all we're doing is walking around. I'm not swinging a sword. <laughs> I'm not shooting anything, you know? So I just wanted to, I, I wanted to point that out. And, you know, sometimes when God gives us those words, we don't understand them all the time. And I've, I've seen that several times in my own life where maybe God would just reveal something to me, not writing on the wall, not super spiritual kind of stuff, just a, a, a feeling that I have. And I know 
that through through what he's done in my life that that's the Lord speaking to me. And I may not understand it mm-hmm. all the way. And, and uh, you know, when I hear something, hey, prepare, I thought about the Reubenites and the Gadites and, the, and, and those guys, again, saying, hey, we're going to go and we're, we're faithful. And as we go, um, we're going to do whatever. And then, okay, we're going to walk around the wall. Okay. Okay, sounds good. I was ready for war. You know, I, I worked out. I went to the gym. <laughs> you know, I got ripped. I, I I practiced up, and I got I got I honed my skills. And then we're gonna walk around a wall. And I thought about what you said, pride. Mm. You know, can you imagine? Maybe you're in a place <laughs> where oh, I can do all this myself. Mm. Well, I know Joshua is a man of the Lord, but you know he doesn't know how strong I am. I could knock this wall down by my. I mean, we we've thought these kind of things. You know, we yep. we understand that that those things happen. Maybe you you've thought some of those things. I know I have. But let's let's look at. We we saw their response and and you mentioned Achan, you know, and and verse verse eighteen is is very difficult for for today's age. You know, again, times were different back then, and and they were taking land and they were possessing land, and in some parts of the country, it's still like this, but for for us here in America and, and in the, the Western church, we, we just can't comprehend some of those things. Again, I mentioned command and, and you know, well, well, should I have, should I do that? Well, let's look at what the, what Joshua was instructed in verse 18. It says, whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you command him, shall be put to death, only be strong and of good courage. That's the fourth time that God tells Joshua to be strong and of good courage, and it's always for a purpose. And that purpose for here, I think, is one of the toughest ones, Jaron. I think that as we um, we look at this scenario, and, you know, Achan, he had friends. He had friends in that army. Yeah, He had family that was with him. And he did not realize what his decision, what his rebellious decision would cost him because he did not heed the words of the Lord. And, you know, look at this. Let's examine our start to examine our lives. The decisions we've made, we're talking about being courageous and strong today. And and if maybe you're examining your own heart and your own life and you say, you know, I've made some I made some silly decisions. You know, I can lift my hand to that one and still make them. But I've gotten to the place where I'd like to think that as I make those decisions, I say, you know what? The Lord has already told me. You know, we were talking about this here here this past week. The Lord has already told me what's going to happen if I do this. If I'm involved in this, the Lord has already told me what's going to happen. It shouldn't be a surprise to me when, when things start to go south because I've made some boneheaded decision. And in this case, this costs people their lives. And he told Joshua that last time in this passage to be strong and courageous because there were going to be people, even friends of his, that were going to have to be put to death because they did not listen to what God was telling them to do. That is a tough pill to swallow. You know, I'm glad we don't live in those times, but you were talking about the spiritual on that and and being strong and strong to make those decisions and and I think today we have an opportunity just as, as fathers, because this is Father's Day, mm-hmm. 
but as uh, as believers, and this is for anyone to to look at ourselves and say, you know, do do I have the courage to start something and the strength to finish it? Yeah. Why don't you elaborate on that a little bit and then close us out? Yeah, as I, I was reading our promise, I thought, what is the action step? Like, what is the call to action? What is the next step? And in this, when God tells us in this story, and specifically Joshua, to be strong and courageous, he isn't telling him this just so he can stay in the wilderness for another 40 years. He's telling him this so that he can go out and, and do something with it. And as I reflect that in my own life and in, in our lives here is that when God tells us to do something, a lot of times we need the courage to start it. Um, we need the courage to maybe say no to some things that, that we had previously said yes to because of our priorities and because of our commitments to the Lord. So we need that courage to make that initial step, and then we need the strength to endure, the strength that can only come from the Lord to follow through with, whether it's a ministry, whether it's um, what whatever it is, um, it's the courage to, to start and the strength to finish. And that just really spoke to me. And I kind of want to put it back on, on you, our, our online audience. You know, what is your call to action? What is God telling you to be strong and courageous with? Where, where is he calling you to go? And wherever he calls you to go, the Lord is going to be with you. And what are, what are you willing to give up? These people in Joshua, the Israelites, the men, they're willing to give up everything yeah. to go out and to follow um, into the promised land. And it's just such a powerful uh, passage of Scripture. I think in my own life, spiritually, I can remember about a year and a half ago, um, you know, with my, my job and in this workplace and a lot of transitions and leadership and, and a lot of things just were happening. And, and I had to look and I had to say, God, what are you telling me? What are you telling me to do? And and what I I'd like to think that I said is God, wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to do, whatever you tell me to say um, here and there, God, I'm gonna do it. And I can tell you that that the Lord was faithful during those times of situations, and during those times where you felt like I remember times where I felt like you know I almost couldn't breathe from the stress. And I just say that because I, I, I know that there's probably somebody on here watching this that feels like they can't breathe because of the stress. And what I can tell you is that God is faithful, that if you do what he tells you to do, if you obey his word, if you meditate it on, on his word and you do that, God will give you the courage. God will give you the strength to do all that he's asked you to do. Yeah. Man, I want to pray over a couple of things. I want to pray a couple of things today. And the first is this. When Jaron mentioned transition, some of you, your ears perked up. And I, I really sense that there are those who you're in a godly transition and you don't understand why. And it's confusing and those things are happening. But um, I want to pray for you today. I want to come alongside you and pray with you. And we want to do that. And I think that as we, as we pray... The Lord is going to give you some, I believe he's going to share with you some things that that you need to write down. And again, Jaron said something today during this live broadcast, and I had to write it down because it spoke to me. And I think that if you're in transition today uh, and you need the courage to walk in that and you need the strength to finish it out, I want to pray for you today. And then those there's those who, who say, you know, I've been playing around with 
this salvation thing. I've heard it my whole life. Uh, I, I do a good job, maybe put the face on it, but um, but I don't I don't serve Jesus. I don't listen to what He commands me to do. I, don't, I haven't given my heart to Him. I want to pray for those who are in that situation as well. And uh, we just we we love you. We think the most of you. We're glad that you came in. But let's pray today uh, as we close this out. And if this is for you, I just want you to close your eyes and listen and receive this and you pray your own words. Father, I thank you for today's word. I thank you for Joshua. I thank you that he walked through things so that we wouldn't have to. Lord, I thank you for his his courageous, his courage, his strength, Lord, the things that he had to do that hopefully we will never have to do. But Lord, I, as, as we were talking today, you have given us that promise as well. You said, be strong and of good courage. And Lord, we do that today. I pray for every single person who has tuned in. Maybe they jumped in late. Maybe they popped out and popped back in, but they're in transition right now. They're in a godly transition. Not one that, that they know is going to be detrimental to them, but a godly transition. God has, has put them uh, in, and maybe he's put you in a, in a place God, I pray for those who are right there who, like Jaron said, can't breathe. But we pray for faith to rise up. We pray for pride to be to be subdued. And Lord, I just pray that your anointing would break yokes today and that, God, you would give them wisdom and you would give them courage and you would give them strength. And Lord, lastly, we just pray for those who need to start a relationship with you today, who need to start walking in their calling as a son or a daughter. And Simply do that by saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. I want to I wanna give my heart to you, and I want to serve you the rest of my life. It really is as simple as that. And if you mean that and you want to pray something like that, then you can do that right now. I've already prayed for you. Just type something in that says, hey, I prayed, I prayed a prayer, and, and, and I gave my heart to the Lord, and those moderators will take care of you, and they'll connect with you. But as we close this prayer out, Lord, all of us, On this day, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you've given to us. We thank you for your blessing. We pray that you would be glorified in all that we do, that we would hear you, that we would do what you say, and God, that we would walk in your identity for us. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to be part of today's podcast. This has encouraged you or challenged you. Reach out to us. You can email us at mediahub at thpshreport.com. You can also find us on all of our social media websites. Just look for THP Shreport. Finally, if you would like more information about The Healing Place or maybe you'd like to help support the ministry of The Healing Place, visit our website, thpshreport.com. Until next time, have a great week.